it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your NXT narrative. This is your NXT narrative for November 9th, 2021. And this was a fun episode of NXT. NXT 2.0 has been doing a pretty decent job of giving us some good quality young wrestling. So we'll just keep this short and sweet. We'll get right into it. We kick things off right off with a six-woman tag match as it was all three members of Toxic Attraction taking on Io Shirai, Casey Catanzaro, and Caden Carter. Great match. I like the the mix-up and and changing of what they've done with uh, Casey and Caden. Um... They seem to be more of a party type tag team, um, just two you know two single gals going out and having a having a blast all the time. Um, it's different. It, it kind of works for the two of them, so I'm interested to see where things go going forward. But the match itself was real good, um, really good. Um, it's amazing to see. Toxic Attraction continued to improve week after week. And, of course, this week was no different. Um, it's it's also fun to see Mandy at certain times be a little afraid of EO. Um, so you could tell possibly who her next challenger will be for the title. Um, but this match... Uh, Gigi Dolan actually gets the pin and gets the win for the team. We we had a lot of ladies uh, in the ring tonight, which is always great to see. Uh, our next match was Kaylee Ray uh, taking on and defeating Saray. Interesting with this as well, Toxic Attraction was still celebrating their victory up at the ramp, and all of a sudden, Kaylee Ray's music hits, and she's splits the Red Sea, walks by, and just kind of stares at Mandy and then continues to walk off. So Mandy's got challengers possibly coming from all directions. So that should be fun to see what happens going forward. But 
Kaylee Ray making quick work of Saray. And I kind of feel bad for Saray because Saray came in. She was hot off the uh, right off the rip. And then all of a sudden lately she's been she's been losing. So I don't know if they just don't know what to do with her or this is just all part of the, you know, ebb and flows of being a wrestler in a new company. So we'll see what happens going forward. Um, I do like Saray, but I feel like she is missing something. And it's, I don't know, it's just, she's not really jumping off the page, if you know what I'm trying to get at. Um, Hopefully she can turn that around or WWE can do something to help turn that around. Um, Because she is an immense immensely talented talent and and obviously want her to do well. So we'll see. After that, we had Joe Gacy taking on Boa. Now, for those of you who remember last week on NXT, Boa, after his match, went to the back, um, and all of a sudden he seemed to transform, and he had this this face paint on and and everything else. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Okay. So coming out this week, he comes out, he has the mask. And the match was good. Um, It was nice to see Boa strong, Um, but the match does end up in a disqualification because all of a sudden Boa gets knocked into the corner and the lights start to, to to dim and change color, and it seems like he's getting some type of, like, energy infusion. A lot of people called it, you know, like, demon boa, but I think if you're going to go with the storyline of how things have been going with uh, Tyne Sha, I, I, I think that this is probably more of that, like, ancient energy that Bo is starting to tap into. And he, he caught Gacy in a chokehold, but Gacy was tr- able to get himself between the ropes, but Boa just did not let go of the hold, which then caused the disqualification. But as soon as that happened, the bell rang, the lights went back normal and Boa kind of like backed up and was kind of, you know, shocked by what had happened. And, it makes it it's i'm intrigued i know a lot of people immediately shadow over it and they're like oh this is stupid you know i know give it time and i know that's that's one of the things that (laughs) people like to make fun of oh you know they just want to wait wait it out see what happens yeah because that's that's normally how these things work is it normal no it's It's different. You like it or don't, that's fine. But give it give it a couple weeks at least. <laughs> don't don't immediately jump on it. It's you know, just give it some time. Let things flesh themselves out, see what happens. After that, we had some tag team action. As uh, the new team called Jacket Time. Yes, Jacket Time. It's Kushida and Ikuminjiro taking on the Creed Brothers of the Diamond Mind. And the Diamond Mind Brothers getting the 
getting the job done, getting the W. But then again, we 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 go right back to the Boa situation with Jacket Time. Everybody, I, I don't think I saw a single person say that they enjoyed the name. I get it; it's different. It's not normal, but for them, it seems completely normal. And I'm all about it. I like I like these odd names for things. You know, it's not a traditional name, and that's fine. You know, let it, let it, just let it happen. People are too so quick to to complain about everything nowadays when it comes to wrestling. Just let it develop, let it happen, and you never know. I mean, personally, I think them two together as a tag team is great. Kushida doesn't always have to be, you know, running for a, a title. I mean. Perfect example. Look at Randy Orton. Yes, I understand. Randy's won a whole shitload of singles titles. I get it. But he doesn't always have to be in the title picture. He's doing a great job with the riddle right now as you know, Raw Tag Team Champions. I have no problem with Kushida and Jiro being a team together. I think they worked really well together tonight. Match was good. Creed Brothers just dominating everything. And that's that's good i like that you know it gives a new team some momentum so we'll see how things go however it looks like odyssey jones is not done with roddy strong yet because after the match is over uh queen brothers look to continue to attack kushida and jiro and odyssey jones came to the ring make the save started attacking everybody so clearly these issues are not over yet and i'm perfectly okay with that (laughs) after that we had raquel gonzalez come to the ring again with her motorcycle channeling her inner american badass and calls out dakota kai uh dakota kai comes out and i love i will say this again i love her new theme it just fits so well with her new I don't know, snapped, demented. I don't know how what you want to call it, but her new persona gimmick is is it's it's working. So she calls her out, and Dakota was getting ready to come to the rink to I'm assuming fight her, and she gets jumped by a very upset, very angry Cora Jade, especially after what happened last week. A brawling, the refs come and separate them, and Raquel steps up to Cora and says, I understand, but she's mine first. So we'll see. It makes me wonder if Cora's going to step up to the plate and maybe go after Raquel so that she can get first dibs at Dakota. Who knows? Could be interesting. Definitely be one way to get Cora Jade's stock up. So we'll see what happens. After that, we had a quick squash match. Cameron Grimes taking on and defeating Rufang. And then uh, Duke Hudson comes to the ring. And this man is still sour, still salty over last week. Cam Grimes just came in and just utterly destroyed him on the poker table. And I love during this entire segment promo that <laughs> Duke Hudson's getting wanted every single time. And he makes the fatal mistake of saying something and waiting 
saying something and waiting. Obviously, he's drawing it in. But next week, we're going to have ourselves a poker showdown between Duke Hudson, Cameron Grimes. I have no idea what it is, but I'm completely all in. I love myself some poker. So this should be a lot of fun. I know a lot of people, are, again, are upset at the whole Duke Hudson thing. I, I swear sometimes people are just looking for something to complain about. <laughs> um, I get it. Duke Hudson's essentially Creed Wrestler number one. You know, whenever you do, you know, you got to make somebody in the WWE game. I get it. But the poker persona, the, the smug attitude, it fits him. And, of course, Cameron Grimes right now is kind of floating in the ether, not really challenging for a title. So they got to put him in something. And why not put him in this? This could help elevate Duke. And it's going to keep Cameron relevant because he's one of the biggest stars in NXT. So it makes sense. So I'm interested to see what next week's going to gonna give me with this poker showdown. Up next, then, we had a triple threat match between uh, Solo Sukhoi, LA Knight, and <laughs> Grayson Waller. Now, earlier in the night, Grayson was trying to tell Solo that Cameron, or that uh, LA Knight was just talking trash. And LA came out of nowhere and goes, no, 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 you're lying because if there's any problems, I'd say it right to your face. And then he just proceeded to run him down for a few seconds. But he said it to his face, like he, you know, like he said. The, the ongoing feud between LA Knight and Grayson Waller has been interesting, to say the least. Um, and so we had ourselves a triple threat. Solo just dominated everybody, gets the win. This was solely to help him move up. And I thought I did a good job. We then get another squash match, this time in the women's division, as Electra Lopez took on and defeated Erica Yan. She then called out Zion Quinn, told her, told him that she wanted him to join Legado del Fantasma. Zion said, sorry, no, can't get down with them. And, of course, this caused the boys minus Santos Escobar, who's been MIA lately. Don't know where he is. Don't know if he's injured. Don't know if he took time off. Don't know if they secretly moved him up to the main roster and nobody told us. Who knows? He's just missing. But Zion Quinn took out the rest of the boys. And then Erica went to slap him. Or I should say Erica. Electra went to slap Zion. He blocked it twice, twirled her around, and looked like he was getting ready to start dancing with her. Uh, it reminded me of <laughs> a scene from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where this happened to Will Smith's character. Um, and it was it was quite hilarious. Uh, one of, one of uh, my fellow people on Twitter actually posted that at the same, you know, at, right as that happened. And I just lost it. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm, I'm, the, I'm the only person that thought of this. So this is interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, if Santos is gone, then this might be the beginning of the end for Legato. Who knows? I would be uh, I'd be unfortunate, definitely. 
but we'll see. But then, before we get to this main event, I feel like things have shifted, especially with NXT 2.0. And they said that there'd be no more takeovers. I feel like takeover itself may be gone forever. But we got the announcement. I heard the siren, and I got, oh, my God, I got so excited about it. War Games is coming. December 5th. It's a Sunday. It's a pay-per-view live on Peacock, WWE Network, for those of you who are lucky enough to still have it outside of the U.S. (laughs) But I'm very interested to see who is on what team. Also, the internet's made it very um, <laughs> made the point that this is this will be the first war games without the undisputed era, and that's perfectly okay because time moves on, and this is NXT 2.0, so it doesn't matter anymore. Undisputed era is gone. Half of them are on the competition now, <laughs> and the other ones in the tag team that's. A little weird, to be honest, but it is what it is. So I'm looking forward to War Games. It's always been one of my favorites since NXT brought it back. So December 5th will be a good day. After that, it was main event time. Your main event of the evening, Pete Dunne taking on Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams at his side. These boys were... Fighting a little earlier in the night, verbally anyways. And, you know, Carmelo had something to say online, had himself a nice little, but he doesn't call a promo, but basically saying that all the old timers that are in NXT, you know, they can all kiss his ass because he's here to take over. Pete obviously wasn't too much of a fan of this. Said he's going to break his fingers. And they had... One hell of a singles match. Of course, towards the end, things you know start to get a little, uh, little interesting. Dexter Loomis randomly shows up at some point during the match to sit down a commentary and and has amazing commentary, even though you know he doesn't speak at all. <laughs> Besides saying "I do" when he got married, but. At the very end, Pete Dunne gets thrown into the bottom rope. And as Trick's been doing lately, he's been hitting the opponents with a shoe to help Carmelo get the win. But this time, when he goes to take off his shoe, Dexter catches him, lays him out. Carmelo, obviously stunned by this while he's trying to, to distract the ref. All of a sudden, somebody something grabs his leg and freaks him out. And then Pete Dunn is able to catch him, drop him into the bitter end, and pins the North American champion. We come to find out that that other person was Johnny Gargano. So it looks like Pete and Johnny have a say for this North American championship. So I can definitely see, hopefully, a triple threat at War Games for that title. But we'll see. But guys... That was NXT. It's a good show. I enjoyed it. Look forward to next week. Now that we have 
a pay-per-view to look forward to, it now instantly makes this show more exciting because now storylines will begin to build and we will work our way. We are less than we are less than a month away. There's plenty of time to get these storylines going. So thank you guys once again for listening. We truly appreciate you. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at above the ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram and on YouTube as above the ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere, Scotty J stream, and you can find this podcast on basically every podcast and platform that is out there. If we're not on one that you listen to, please let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. The way you can add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring, and also out there on the internet, if we're not somewhere that you guys would like us to be, let us know. We'll go out there. We'll add ourselves to it. That way, the bedlam can continue to spread from everywhere, especially from above the ring. Guys, thank you so much again once once again for listening. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Remember, we got Dynamite on Wednesday. Sam and I will be joined by our good friends over at Back to the Ring. We will be doing our full gear prediction show before the pay-per-view this Saturday. The uh, SmackDown study will also be coming out. Um, more than likely be dropping that Friday night after the show, just so we have some time where you'll have a double, double episode day. You'll have the SmackDown study along with the pre-show or the prediction show for full gear. So plenty of wrestling to listen to before the pay-per-view. Very excited about it. It's always a good time when we get to pump out more content for you guys. And we appreciate you guys continuing to download, continuing to listen, continuing to let us know what you think of it. And I truly appreciate you all for it. Sam and I both do. So, guys, once again, thank you. Have a wonderful evening. And we'll see you next time. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.